Welcome aboard, everybody. This is your Captain Johnny speaking. I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is listeners like you that make this very possible. So I can't thank you enough for listening. And for all the new listeners, welcome aboard. For all the returning listeners and followers, thank you so much for listening and being a repeat listener and follower. It means so much having that loyalty of people who really enjoy listening to my podcast. And I just have to say this right now. It is so good to be back. I can't believe it's been three months since I've recorded a podcast and I got a lot to catch up on. I appreciate everybody being so, uh, I should say, creating me to be so humble and, and to really, you know, understand, you know, me taking some time off to better myself and i am of course going to explain that all on today's podcast so don't worry about that if you don't know exactly what it is that i had to take time off for and i'm going to relate it to the time of year and season that we're going through right now too because i love doing that and also i'm just going to say right now is that there's a lot of things that i always like to promote on this and i'm going to talk about it on today's podcast but the first thing is that as we know is it's all about mental physical spiritual health and i also consider career and job health a part of all of those because your career can affect those or your spiritual mental or physical health can all affect your career as well they're all intertwined and people don't really realize that and so we're going to talk about a lot of that today we're also going to talk about you know this big opportunity this change in my life and just a lot of things that have been going on i'm so excited to talk about this so excited to share and i'm so excited to be back i I just i just can't believe it you know and i'm just gonna let you know I have spent the last few days recording probably the most perfect podcast, or trying to at least, and I was editing one yesterday, and it was kind of funny because I'm like, nope, not good enough. As you guys know, I am huge on quality, not quantity in these podcasts. I really want to make sure that they're true to, you know, to you guys and also true from my heart you know because that's what i'm trying to always convey every single time in these podcasts and i will never release a podcast just to release one i will always make sure that there's a relevance to it that you can relate to things that it means something you get the point where i'm going here <laughs> and like always guys you know i can continue to talk and talk and talk and i uh, always have the time to tend to sum it up more than I like to and uh, don't worry about that I am going to start working on some fireside chats I should say some in-depth you know podcasts with more details about a lot of the things that have happened and that's going to be a, a continued regular thing on a regular basis and I, I'm really hoping like I, I really hope that this new opportunity everything works out to where i have more opportunity to do this with you guys because i i really do truly enjoy this and and honestly i i don't know where this is going and if you guys haven't noticed i'm building up suspense and i'm building everything up so i can tell you guys exactly what is going on so the last podcast 
that we finished, you know, that I did in February. And I actually knew about all of this stuff and didn't share it. I know, I know. Horrible me. What was I thinking? I can't believe it. You know, yeah, I know. I'll feel the pain on that one, I'm sure. (laughs) But but there's a reason behind it because I wanted to sum it all up after it all happened. Yeah, I wanted to get all the details together. I wanted to work through everything. I wanted to share all of the good news. I wanted to share everything that was going on. And this is where all the fun details, you know, come together. And it it really started back around Christmas time, going into New Year's. I started thinking about goals because I'm not a big person on New Year's resolutions and I have no problem with it if people want to make it and everything. I hope that people stick with it though because that's one of the reasons I don't like New Year's resolutions is people tend to not stick you know, with their New Year's resolution. And I see it all the time, especially when I'm at the gym, you know, at the beginning of the year is so busy. And then February rolls around and less people start going. And then March starts rolling around and less and less people are going that you saw before. And that's actually makes me sad because I don't like seeing that. I love people achieving their goals. I love people, you know, having the possibility or the reality, you know, to achieve their goals. And this is exactly what we're going to talk about because this new opportunity that I have is making, is going to make something a reality to achieve one of my goals. And that is where the excitement begins, everybody. Into the new year, I should say, that I wanted to, you know, finish out any goals that I had in my life, you know, certain places that I wanted to go, so, you know, things I wanted to do. And one of them was that I wanted to, you know, finish out the continental United States. And I'm like, all right, so if I don't finish this, you know, flying, I need to plan a trip to Idaho. And spoiler alert, I was able to finish it, but that's later on in the podcast. So that, that was one of the goals. So I was like, okay, Alaska has always been a goal of mine. And that was actually COVID came in and ruin the plans to go to Alaska. I was going to take my second to oldest niece. And I, and I was, so I was like, all right, I'm like that, that goals, you know, still going to happen now that everything is opening up. That's still going to happen. It was going to happen actually this, this summer, but we decided to kind of put it on pause and possibly do it next summer for the fact that she actually, my niece actually has a lot of stuff going on. And at one point, we didn't know if she was going to have a job in it. And so we're like, well, maybe we should wait. And so I was like, all right, no big deal. Alaska's going to be there. And that's the 49 dates that I need to get. And then the 50 is going to be Hawaii. And that will be done in a couple of years. Most likely be inviting family, friends to go along to Hawaii and finish out that state. But I was like, all right. I got those and I got them planned. Don't know exactly when they're going to happen, but they're planned. And, and, you know, there's tentative plants in there that works. What is one thing that I can look, you know, to do, you know, career wise? Is there something that I want to achieve? You know, I was working for a company that was mostly continental United States based. And I was, so I was thinking, I'm like, do I want to stay, 
you know, mostly continental United based, you know, or do I want to, you know, venture into a little bit more of international flying? And it hit me. I'm like, you know what? I want to cross the pond. And as pilots, we refer to crossing the pond as the Atlantic Ocean. And yes, I know the Atlantic Ocean is the second largest water basin in the world. And we call it a pond. Most aircrafts take about six hours, six and a half, depending on the aircraft, from New York to cross to London, going eastward, going westbound. It's, it can be another hour, hour and a half, depending on the winds. It just, you know, it varies. So think about that. We're going to cross the pond, but, you know, it's it, it's going to take us six plus hours to do it. <laughs> okay. That's kind of crazy. And if you guys think about it, it's kind of like bad dad jokes. Pilots have these weird sense of humor because we have to have something to keep us going when we're flying for those six plus hours across this water. And so I... I sit there and laugh about it, you know, still, and I will, you know, probably always laugh about it, but it, it just always makes me laugh because I'm like, this is just crazy. So I was like, all right, this is the goal. Like, this is my career goal. I want to cross the pond. I'm like, now I have to think at this moment, I'm like, because I'm currently a captain, I'm going to have to move up to a bigger aircraft at this, you know, at this time I'm flying a Cessna Citation CJ-1 to the pilots. It's known as a C-525 rating, type rating. And it goes about four hours thanks to the winglets. Well, I was like, that's not going to get me across the pond. My current company is not going to get me across the pond because they mostly do domestic. You know, every once in a while, uh, a couple of Canada's, you know, here and there. And, you know, one of the aircrafts went to Mexico, like Cavo or, you know, Cancun every once in a while. Well, I was like, okay, I've done Mexico. I've done Canada. Again, back to the pond crossing. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to start figuring out how to make this a possibility. How to make this a, you know, not just possibility, but a reality. So I was like, you know what? All right. I'm going to start doing some research and I'm going to start figuring this out. This is the other thing that I have to figure out now is, again, like I said, going into that bigger aircraft. I may have to go in as a first officer and get some experience, which I am not against. I'm all for experience. I'm all for, you know, people learning the aircraft, mastering the aircraft, and then upgrading to captain. It doesn't mean that that doesn't, that's going to happen every single time where you may have enough experience, you may be able to move into the aircraft. But think about this. I got to move into an aircraft now that is going to be able to fly six to seven hours at a minimum, you know, before it even needs to refuel. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing this research to figure out what job possibilities are out there. Because I'm like, it may not happen right away. And I'm okay with that. It may be one of those where it could be six months down the road, a year down the road. I was like, we'll just see. 
we'll just see what happens. So I start the updating the resume, getting everything ready so that I at least have the opportunity to do it. As jobs would come through, I would start applying for them and just kind of see where it went. And I'll save you all the details of all the uh, no thank you emails or, hey, uh, you know, we're looking for some more experience or the emails that didn't even come because that happens as well. We'll jump forward to the one that really matters that, you know, stuck out to me. And part of the reason why it stuck out to me, and I'm going to tell you a little bit why I applied for this job is because it happens to be for a Challenger 300 position out of Midway, which is about 45 minutes, no traffic. So an hour-ish with traffic, Chicago traffic, as everybody always laughs about that, you know, from where I'm currently living. I'm like, that's doable. I'm like, I can make this happen. And for most people, just to kind of give you an idea, pilots don't always commute every single day. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to move there? Are you going to, you know, change locations and everything? Why? We typically, I would say on an average, we'll drive maybe twice a week to the airport. You know, some jets are different where they, you know, you may drive every single day, you know, in the morning and then maybe home at night. And some people do like those jobs. And there is a decent amount of jobs like that. Yet... The majority of aircraft, I'll tell you, you're gone for about two, three days, sometimes sometimes more depending on you know what's going on, but it's about two, three days. A lot of airline pilots, uh, they're typically gone for four days as they leave. They can leave any day of the week and they're gone for four days. Sometimes they have shorter trips. It just depends on, on what you bid. That's a whole other t- topic uh, for another podcast as well. So I was like, all right, I'm like, this could be a possibility. I'm going to apply for this position. And the other thing, like, I, I, and I was partially mentioning this before I got sidetracked and talking about, you know, relocation and everything, is that I happened to see a Challenger 300. One of my buddies flies a Challenger 300 for one of the fractional companies. And... He just happened to be flying into Chicago Executive Airport, which is also known, old school known as Pewaukee. It's north of O'Hare, and it's in the Wheeling area for the people who know Chicago. And when I saw the aircraft, I was like, I really like this airplane. Now, I flew a commuter version of the variants of this aircraft that he was flying and so did he and that's how we met at the regionals and i i still was like this is this is nice i'm like there's so much luxury in there eight first class seats and if you want to you could have a couch in it for nine i mean that's just incredible i'm like a couch And hey, I mean, like, I get it. If you're going to fly for six hours and you want to take a nap, couch is right there to sleep on. Whole different element. And give you an idea, the airplane that I was flying previously, one of the reasons why I really liked this aircraft was a four-passenger bucket-style crammed-in seats. I wouldn't even consider them first class. They were more along the lines of economy style and grand effect you're still in a personal jet so it's not that bad but 
it wasn't a lot of room compared to the one that I just saw the Challenger 300 I was like this is amazing I walk up to the airplane and I literally for me I had no issues standing up in it and it had has a six foot cabin height just to let you know so most people even if they're tall just have to lean over a little bit not too bad right so I was like all right I am going to apply for this opportunity out of midway for this Challenger 300 position. When I was doing that, I was going through it and I was looking, I was like, you know what? I know this company. I'm like, I've been to their FBO, which is a fixed spaced operator, which is basically the truck stop and they're fancy, very, very fancy, or can be, I should say, very, very fancy truck stops at the airports for us to get our fuel services maintenance you name it i mean a lot of them have a lot of stuff that we can get some of them even have restaurants built right into them or restaurant at the airport but you guys get the idea one of the things that i noticed when i went to the company website because i saw it on their company website and then i saw it posted on a job posting uh, group I should say a great group in Facebook where they post nothing but job related stuff to aviation and a lot of people can see a lot of information insider info you can you can get comments from people on that job posting if they like the company or stay away from the company I, I love that resource and one of the one thing I really liked about it is no one had nothing negative to say about this job posting or the company. I was like, I like this. I'm like, I, I really hope this, I really hope this works out. As I hit the submit button and I applied on January 19th, 2023 at 3.40 p.m. And I say this and like I know this is because you get the email response, you know, from the job from when you apply, you know, for the job. And I sat there. I'm like, all right, this is now up to them. I was like, I, I hope I get it. You know, I, I hope it happens. A little tidbit too, and a side note here is that they did say international experience preferred. And I was like, well, I wonder where they go internationally. I'm like, either way, I'm like, this could be the opportunity for me to step up. Another little side note, it was for a captain position on this aircraft as well. So I was like, again, I'm stepping up to another aircraft. I'm like, if it gets me you know, closer to crossing the pond, or if it gets me to cross the pond even better. Well, Monday rolls around, January 23rd of 2023. About 10.30, I get an email from the client service associate of the company. And she says, hey, I received your email for the Challenger 300 position at Midway. When would you be able to do a phone screening? And I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, like, you're like, um, I would love to do a phone screen. I would love to see what's going on in this opportunity. 
you know, I'd love to see what, what's, what's, what I could possibly be doing, you know, what I could be possibly flying. Yeah, all those thoughts always roll through your head. You know, I always, I always laugh about this because no one really wants to fully admit a lot of these things. And of course, you know me, and one of the reasons why you, I know you guys love my podcast is because I don't filter a lot of stuff. I give you the details. I give you everything that happens here. And I know I personally said why I was going to relate this to the time of year is because. All these things are happening to me in this moment are happening to people right now. As we go through this time of year near the end of May, you have high school graduation where you may go on to college. You may start entering the career track or you may even delay going to college and you may need to find a job in the meantime. And while you're supporting yourself to go to college, you also have people who are graduating college and now entering the job field, going through this exact same process that I'm going through right now, where they start getting their applications and they start, you know, applying for things. They may have already interviewed. They may already have had to, you know, interview with multiple different companies. I'd bring this back into relating this because I'm starting this process in this was in January where I'm about to do a phone interview and you get all of those nerves where you're excited. You want to know what the opportunity is. You hope you don't mess up on the phone interview. You know, you try to be yourself as best as possible, but be professional. You have any any of these things going on and you have to now sort through this and for the people who don't have as much experience i mean i've been applying for jobs for years and i've i've been in the working world as crazy as it sounds for 30 years i started with a paper route and everybody could say it went downhill from there where i think it's only going up I'm going up the hill just appropriately and I'm not referring to age or any of the other stuff because everybody considers once you get to a certain point in the hill, you start going down the hill in age, which that's a whole nother topic is I am going up one of those hills because <laughs> we're all getting older, unfortunately, <laughs> but I digress on the head, as you say. So I, I get this email and... I schedule a phone interview for the Thursday. And remember, this is January 23rd on a Monday. I schedule it for Thursday, the 26th. And so after the phone interview is set up, which was 11 o'clock on Thursday morning, had a great time talking to the client service advocate. I was myself. I didn't change anything. I didn't let anything you know, get in the way. You name it. I was like, I, I'm just going to be myself. And most phone interviews initially are just the basic information. It's like, hey, okay, here's a little bit about the job. Here's kind of what's going on. All right, this doesn't sound like a great opportunity. And then they ask a little bit about you and kind of figure out if you would be a good candidate to pursue moving down the interview track as they call or to like the next round depending on you know how your company may do it and so after the phone interview she's like hey all right i want to put you in touch with our lead captain of the aircraft 
and so that you can interview with him and then we'll proceed on you know with the other parts of the process of you know the interviews i was like okay like that sounds fine she's like i'll she's like what are you available and i told her i'm like i'm available all day tomorrow just schedule a time that works with him so she set up an interview at about 10 30 in the morning on that next day which is the 27th of january had a great time talking with the lead captain had a lot of the similar experiences with me as we were talking about everything i just kind of told him my experience he's like oh he's like this is great he's like you're gonna you're gonna fit in well he's like that you know a lot of this can be blend over he's like you'll have to learn some differences and other things he's like we'll get get you there don't worry about that he's like that's not gonna be an issue he's like but he's like you got a lot of good background history which will help help serve you well i'm like oh that's good to hear also this is where it really keyed in where he told me about how he did his first pond crossing in january i was like um did you say pond crossing and he says they do it a little bit different where sometimes they have to stop in Iceland. Sometimes they do it both ways. Sometimes they do it, you know, nonstop to London. But the majority of the time they they stop in Iceland. I'm like, still, still, hold on, hold on, hold on, back, back up, back up, back up. You said pond crossing. So not only did I, you know, this, this whole thing with really, really enjoying the aircraft from when I saw it with my buddy... To now, the fact that I'm going to have the opportunity to pot, to cross the pond with this aircraft, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I can't believe this. This is almost too good to be true here. I'm like, I am about to possibly have the opportunity, as long as I don't mess it up. And I, and I say this because a lot of the times when you're interviewing for a job, it actually is for you to mess up. And I, and I don't want you to do this for all the new people, for especially like people coming out of high school and college to worry too much about it. You know, the big key is to be yourself in any interview. And if you don't know something or if they say a term, ask him like, um, I don't remember exactly what that is. Can you refresh my memory so I can give you a good example for that? Don't be afraid about doing that. Either way, I was like, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta behave. I, I gotta tone my excitement down here. And I was, and I just literally remember saying, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a different way of doing things. I'm like, but I'm like, hey, it still gets the job done, right? I'm like, and I'm like, you know, hey, it's, Iceland's not too bad. You know, kind of joking, joking along those lines. I was like, oh, that's that's really cool check off iceland too i'm like yeah even the grand fact i'd only be at the airport but i still can say hey i've been to iceland i was like another thing i'm like huh i'm like i can't believe this so after all of this and after the good conversation that i had with the lead captain he then says okay he's like you know i'm gonna talk to you know client service advocate and yes i'm taking names out of here obviously on purpose and we'll tell you what the what the next steps are 
he's like but i'm gonna be honest with you he's like you gotta sign up for me he's like you sound like a really great guy he's like you got a lot of good experience he's like similar to my experience but you know when i got on this airplane and he's like he's like i i can see that you know already i'm not dreading talking to you he's like that's that's key one and and he says this because you have to be able to get along with people when you one everybody knows this when you're working with them now think about working with them in a closed environment for six plus hours as you're you know working your way across the pond or back even if you do add the fuel stop then you're looking at seven to eight hours you know with the fuel stop added in there you got to be able to get along with the person you, and you got to have a good working environment and you got to have someone easy going because aviation you're constantly having to change and if someone gets frustrated every single time one little tiny change happens in aviation and yes you can complain about it. there's nothing wrong with that but you still have to learn to adjust you still have to learn to work with everything and so i was like so i was like all right this is really cool though that this is turning into more of what I really, really want. I was like, there's that huh moment or I was like, huh, how about that? I just applied to a job. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. I was like, huh. All right. Well, let's continue to, to see where this goes. You know, like that, that's, that's my thought process. I'm like, I'm, I'm interested now. Now you got me hooked even more. So, you know, first I thought I was just, you know, this would be, this could possibly be one of those opportunities where I have to use it to step, use, use it as a stepping stone. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a lot of those in the last five years and we'll get into a little bit more details and I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but that will be a little bit into a little bit over the other podcast because there's some questions and some of the interviews that I'm going to discuss and talk about so that people can relate to this and understand this. Well, I get an email within an hour after talking to this lead captain from the client service advocate she literally said hey i heard you had a great talk with the lead captain what is her schedule like to do a zoom interview with me the lead captain and the director of client services and then possibly the chief pilot may join so i gave her a few days uh, that could work we ended up settling on Monday afternoon. So you're talking about a few few days from that time period. And just to kind of give people, you know, some dates to kind of help out here that would be January's 30th and it was around about three o'clock. And you're like, wow, these all these details. You gotta love email. <laughs> like I literally researched this all and wrote it down out of my out of my email threads that I had to make this all happen here. Well, while this is all happening, they kind of give you a little bit of background. I had planned a trip to Houston to do my first two guest 
speakers for the podcast, you know, for this podcast. And yes, just on a side note, they will be released here shortly. They're going to be released with the website. Well, you know, it's three o'clock Eastern. I'm like, I can make this happen. Monday, I was planning on just hanging out with one of my friends down there in Houston that moved from the Chicago area to Houston. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, I can make this happen. I can travel. You know, I'm traveling with the microphones. I'm like, and all my equipment and everything. I'm like, grand fact, yes, I can use my laptop. But I'm like, I'm going to make this, you know, interview sound even better because I'm going to use one of my podcast mics. So I was like, I can make this happen. It's going to take maybe about probably 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, I'm like, we can just make it work. You know, we can just, I'm interviewing, you know, my friend can be doing something at home. And that's exactly what we ended up doing is we went to breakfast in the morning, did a little bit of shopping in the area because of where the breakfast place was. It was conveniently located to one of the big malls in Houston. And so why not save gas and do a little bit of shopping? I, I'm all for combining trips and especially with the way gas prices are going right now, that's a whole side rant, but it's so much better to combine trips because then you're not spending as much money. So we did that, drove back to the house. I still, I had 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to prep, you know, for the interview, get my nice shirt and tie on and everything, make, make it look good. And then... From there, the interview started. I got asked some very unique questions related to the client, and I didn't even realize it. And part of the reason I'm giving you some spoilers now is because they're prepping me for a possibility of the next interview. The director of client services is an amazing lady who's actually promoted to president of the company that I was interviewing with afterwards. And... I did as best as I could. I answered all the questions. I used a lot of examples of different things that I'd done in my life, not just related to aviation, because customer service, sometimes you don't always do things aviation related to customer service. And I even used days when I drove a limo, which that will be in future podcasts that I'll talk about. And I sat there. I was like, all right, this is it. And at the end, you know, they always ask those if, there, if you have any other questions or anything. And I just kind of asked what the next process was. That's, you know, the question I kind of asked because I was just kind of curious about that. I'm like, and went that route. A lot of times you feel guilty if you don't have any questions, but if you honestly don't have any questions to say, you know what? I don't have any questions at this time. If I think of anything, do you mind if I email you? And most people related to that, like, yeah, sure. No problem. If there's anything I can do to help, help you, you know, or anything that you thought about, that's, that's great. You know, I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. And it's the best approach you can always have. Because honestly, there's a lot of times I don't have any questions. And I hate 
coming up with a question just to come up with a question. And a matter of fact, as a, someone who interviews, I'll tell you that right now. If you don't have any questions, just be honest. Say, you know, at this time, I don't have any questions, like I said. And if I think of anything in the meantime, I'll email you again, if that's okay. Always approach it that way. Be polite about it. Be nice about it and leave it at that. And part of the reason why I'm kind of summing this interview up is because a lot of this stuff comes up in the, in the next interview. And I know I'm kind of giving you a teaser right there, but it gives you, you know, it's in the next interview. And that is where a lot of the details, you know, come together. Well, after that interview is done, this is where I honestly sat there. I was like, I hope that interview went well, because I would like to continue on you know because i'm like this is really really cool that i could have the opportunity to go international with this airplane it's a chicago-based airplane again you know so like a lot of things you know are lining up and i'm like ah, i really hope i really hope this all works out you know i'm like i really really hope so well, I end up getting a email from the client service advocate and the director of client services, the one I interviewed with, and they said, hey, when would you guys be able, or when would you be able to do an in-person interview with the client? And I was like, oh, well, we can set it up for this day after going back on a couple different days. And they're like, oh, that'd be great. Let's do it then. And this is where things get interesting, where aviation really sets in. We had it set up for Thursday the 9th of February. Now, I didn't have completely scheduled days off, but the airplane was slow. So that I was currently on with the company that I was with. And so I was like, well, it's slow. Not a bad time to have this opportunity to interview there was nothing on the books on that on that Thursday so I was like all right we're good guess what happens a lady needs to go from Nebraska to Carlsbad and if you guys have heard my previous podcast before I've taken this person before and I was like oh man you got to be kidding me I'm like I now have to email them and tell them I can't make this interview. I was like, <laughs> in frustration. I'm like, come on. Now, this is the funny part about this whole entire deal, and this is what I'm trying. I also want to tell people for you know to kind of relate this to you know anybody else who's applying. If anything is going on, don't. Be mad about having to reschedule 
I understand that it, it doesn't, you know, a lot of people think it doesn't look good. Aviation rescheduling actually happens a lot. You know, times change, things happen, schedules change, you name it. I mean, aviation is changing on a bad event, you know, hat, literally. Or it, it could change second to second. A lot of times I don't even tell my parents information until it's, you know, actually going to happen. And I joke with them when I do tell them, I'm like, and this still could change because it does change that quickly. The one thing I forgot in this moment is the fact that this company is in aviation. They're used to this. All we got to do is come up with a solution, figure out some way to make this happen still. I was like, you know what? I'm going to email them, tell them that, hey, a trip came up. I'm going to have to reschedule the interview. And I literally said this, unless we can do it via Zoom, I can still make that happen. I did this on February 7th at 5.50. Because I was like, I got to let them know. Like, we got we to get ahead of this. Like, the more time we have to make this happen, let's do it. Well... What happened a half an hour later? The client service advocate emailing back. She's like, what time would you be able to connect over Zoom? Uh, because we'd like to still make this happen. And I told her just I wanted to shift it to 830 because originally was 8 o'clock. And I was like, let's shift it to 830. And still on the Thursday. If not, I can do it on Friday and then um, on Monday in the afternoon guess what happens come back and be like thanks for providing all the information we'll talk to the client tomorrow and we'll see what happens and works best for them the director of client services emails me back and says hey we'll just shift the meeting to 8 30 via zoom everything's going to be updated thanks so much for you know making this all still happen and fit in i was like perfect i was like it works for me well, like a good captain, I ended up packing because of this trip. I ended up packing a shirt and tie. On a side note, the tie happened to be my Isaac Strong tie. And for people who don't know about the Isaac Strong Foundation, I'm going to plug it right now. And is that it's a great organization that helps kids and their families with battling neuroblastoma a part of it goes to research and then the other part goes to giving the families extra money to help pay for rent or any loss of income that they may have because the cancer is so strong at some points where sometimes the parents one of the parents especially has to quit their job and so we the, the foundation comes in literally to help that family and by the way it is blasted on my Facebook, I have links in it in my LinkedIn, and I have it on my Twitter as my background feed just to kind of give you an idea. But the easiest ways, if you guys ever want to know anything, is you just Google the, uh, if you just go IsaacStrongFoundation.com and look for a little kid with a 
Isaac Strong t-shirt and says Isaac Strong Foundation and he's doing the muscles because that's what Isaac used to do on a side note. But I packed this in preparation because I was like, all right, I'm like, I'm going via Zoom. I'm, I, I need to look good. And I was like, you know, I could, could use my uniform. There would have been nothing wrong with that. But I was like, you know what? No. I'm like, I'm going to have a shirt and tie look professional. I'm like, I can't fit a suit jacket in my bag because I do carry on. Well, I fly out. I go do the charter. And honestly, I actually thought that I was going to not sit in Carlsbad, but they ended up keeping us in Carlsbad overnight. They wanted to do what's called a um, charter back. They wanted to you know, try to sell the airplane because if they do that, then it helps the other person who chartered their aircraft because then they don't pay as much because the plane doesn't fly empty then. Makes sense. I am going to end this podcast at this point. Please listen in into a couple weeks for the second part and the continuation of my journey of trying to make my goal a reality as they say and I hope you hear the excitement even that you go through all the typical nerves of being nervous and you don't know how everything's going to happen you don't know the outcome it is and can be a very stressful time and very moment and that's why I went to so much depth in this and that's also why it's a two-part podcast because I wanted to make sure everybody understood. And I know a lot of people can relate to this. And so I really wanted to make sure that people really understood everything. And so I, I thank you so much. Going into this weekend, since it is Memorial Day weekend, I just want people to remember the sacrifice that everybody has played into us having a lot more options, as they say. You know, all the great sacrifices that people have given to serve our country. And that is family into the person who served because it affects the family as well. So I just thank you for that. And with that, I end, as I always do, live life like you've never lived it before. Because you never know what tomorrow may bring.